That's right. Episode three, week nine mashups coming at you. Lawson's Weekly now fully equipped with intro music. I am your host, Matt Lawson, number one in your hearts and number one in your standings. Coming to you a day early today because I will be traveling tomorrow. Going to check out the fine city of Berlin for the weekend. And I know I just can't deprive everyone of another info-filled podcast for your listening enjoyment. So here we are, Thursday afternoon here, Thursday morning for you. A little bit under the weather. I got a little bit of a scratchy throat, so you'll have to excuse me if um voice sounds a bit off, if uh, you hear any water breaks during this recording. They are necessary, so do bear with me. <clears throat> so without any further ado, we will get right into our matchups, try to keep this around our 30-minute time slot. First up, we have... Marta Smartas versus Thundergun Express. First and foremost, I want to give a shout out to Nate for paying attention to what is going on in the league. For those who didn't see, Nate when picked himself up a potential starting running back and Darius Geis, still currently on injured reserve for the Washington Redskins, but due back any week now. And uh, after the trade deadline passed, um, an offensive tackle for the Redskins, Trent Williams, finally ended his holdout returning to the team. Uh, he has been a Pro Bowl offensive tackle for the past six seasons, so that is sure to bolster that front line and maybe give them a little bit more room to run. And Washington's coach is um, the man who wants to be the one that runs the ball uh, more than anyone uh, at the end of the game. He thinks if they're the team that has the more carries, they have the best chance of winning. So couple that with a new and improved uh, blocker on the front and maybe some fresh legs and it comes back from injuring Geist could be could be a helpful piece to Nate to help get out of that bottom spot and maybe finally hop Randall in the standings. But not currently playing, still an injury reserve, so let's get to who is playing in these matchups. Starting at the top of quarterbacks, we have Brissett for Tommy going up against Carr for Nate. Not a great week for Brissett. Uh, last week, Tommy self-diagnosed uh, his ability to pick the wrong quarterback in each matchup. He jettisoned Garoppolo from his team, who hadn't been doing much um, in the fantasy world because they've been winning without him needing to do so. So not likely they need him to do anything different anytime soon. Uh, for Nate Derek Carr, could very well end up with a shootout in Detroit. Um, Oakland's been quietly an offensively productive team. They just haven't been winning as a result, but numbers have Numbers have been there. The past two weeks have been two of um, Derek Carr's best, and Detroit looks to be another favorable matchup, and Detroit equally able to put up points, so they could need Carr to keep doing the same uh, in this one. I'd like um, I don't know, Carr to be the better of the two coming out of that matchup. And um, running backs, it's going to be a heavy favorite on Tommy's end. It's uh, Ezekiel Elliott coming back after the bye week. Um, got a great matchup against the Giants. Josh Jacobs proving his ability to get it done against anybody. Um, if Derek Carr is throwing any touchdowns or any passes to the running back, Tommy's going to be the one benefiting, take away, taking away that point, uh, potential point spread for Nate. So any hope of Carr getting it done, you got to hope it's not going to the running back, at least if you're Nate. Uh, Nate's running back's Phillip Lindsay. He's been up and down, hard to predict. Um, Denver now without Joe Flacco. Um, you got to assume they're going to want to run the ball a bit more to protect their new quarterback, but if I know that, then you can bet all the defensive coordinators know that, and they're probably going to be 
forcing the throw and just really stacking the box against running backs. So it's going to be a tough day uh, for Philip Lindsay and for Detroit. Um, new piece, Ty Johnson, did not get what you wanted him to get in uh, in last week's matchup. Other piece, uh, Ty Johnson did not get what you um, did not give Nate what he hoped he was getting last week and a potential uh, new lead back in Detroit. Uh, I think they even. Uh, the running back they pulled up from the practice squad had more carries than Ty, John- Ty Johnson did in that game. So um, there's not a lot of options for Nate, but I'd be scared uh, going ahead with him after they just didn't give him the opportunity last week. I mean, they might need him. It could be different. You can roll the dice and stick with him and hope you get the big game. Or uh, if you don't, then it's two weeks in a row that he's going to leave you disappointed. And with um, Jamal Williams for Green Bay currently on the bench, I like him a little bit more. Um, of those two players because, I mean, he's gotten into the end zone the past two weeks. Uh, the Chargers have a weak run defense compared to pass defense where they could be more successful on the ground. And um, Green Bay is just kind of a hot team right now. So I want, I want um, you know, pieces of that offense. I want the opportunity for touchdowns. And there's been a lot of those for Green Bay and not quite as many for the Lions. So I think I might lean Jamal Williams in that matchup, even if his projection is lower than Ty Johnson, just based off of last week. Um, in the receiving game, Tommy's hoping to get Adam Thielen back from um, his hamstring injury with a short week last week, was not able to play Thursday, but should be back in the lineup this week against uh, Kansas City, which um, has the makings of being a high-scoring game as well. Um, not clear yet if Mahomes will be back in action or not, but uh, if he is, and the Vikings will be needing to put up points, and Thielen's always a big part of that. Other receiver for Tommy, Kenny Stills, didn't get quite what you were hoping for last week with the departure of Will Fuller. Hope to see a bit more targets, maybe some deep shots to Stills that did not come last week, and I'm not sure if they will come this week. Obviously, Jacksonville a little bit more susceptible uh, through the air after sending Jalen Ramsey um, out to L.A., out to the Rams. So got to hold out hope that Stills will be used a bit more there, but hard to have um, a lot of faith after what you saw last week for – Nate, uh, Jarvis Landry, and Allen Robinson in the receiver positions. Uh, Cleveland might actually um, be uh, the team to bet on in their game against Denver. Again, Denver with a backup QB playing. And um, Cleveland really looking to turn things around after the season they've had so far and the height that was around them. So they could be looking to put up points in a matchup where they are able to do so. And um, now that Landry's a touchdown machine, more of a volume target kind of guy, but you got to think they're going to get all the pieces involved that they can in that game. And Allen Robinson has quietly been one of the most consistent receivers uh, so far this season, even with Trubisky at a, as his quarterback, currently wide receiver 15 on the year, which is not too shabby. And Philadelphia has one of the worst pass defenses in the league. So Robinson could be in for a big day um, against a, a Philly team that's capable of putting up points, even if it's against this Bears defense, who's been uh, giving it up a bit these last few weeks. Um, the tight end looks to be um, an imbalance with uh, Ertz for Tommy and Witten for Nate, but Ertz has not been um, what you hope for him so far this year. He has tied in seven on the season, but um, has not passed double digits the past three games and currently projected at 16. He's only done or hit that mark three times this season. So it's kind of kind of worrisome with all the touchdowns going Goddard's way uh, these past two weeks that uh, Ertz has just not been – which you hoped for, but still you got to give him, um, I don't know, the favor in that matchup against Witten coming into that game. 
right now, I mean, the rest of the way down the list is kind of even. You got a running back for Tommy, Jordan Howard, receiver Brown, uh, who's been a better option with Tannehill at quarterback than he was with Mariota. Uh, kickers and defenses. Tommy's got the gem of the 49ers playing Arizona. That could be a real good game for them uh, with Arizona struggling a bit and the running back situation still sort of murky uh, down there. And yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, this one really could go either way if either player blows up, but I like to put my stock in um, the best running back availability and that's going to be Tommy. So I like Tommy to come out of this matchup uh, victorious and try to get back above 500 and make that push for the playoffs. Up next, we have Dan and Nick. Kind of hard to make any real prediction of this game with so many pieces uh, still needing to get put together for starting lineups before Sunday comes. Nick in need of a quarterback because Goff is on by. Looks like he'll need to put Winston in, who can put up numbers, we all know, but can also put up turnovers. Um, and Nate still with uh, two players on by in his lineup will most likely uh, be in need of a running back he can move mac up and he'll have some options at receiver um hopefully after the bye week this week they'll get aj green back in cincinnati and with a new quarterback to boot so we'll see how effective that combo is but uh the chase edmonds uh did not quite pan out for arizona looked like he was going to get a lot of work with david david johnson being hurt then he gets hurt himself and they go and trade for Kenyon drake and sign two other running backs and so it might be might be close to time to to drop Edmonds and Hardman for uh, Kansas City hasn't been much to bank on ever since the Mahomes departure. So you can hang on to him and hope that he starts getting those looks again when Mahomes comes back and starts slinging the ball around. But two players that, uh, in my opinion, could probably be dropped for some better options that are out there. I mean, but he does have a good matchup for Le'Veon Bell against Miami. Maybe he'll finally um, put up some some workhorse numbers like we're used to seeing out of him. Hasn't been that so far this season. Got to rely on Daniel Jones at quarterback one more week with Matt Ryan on by. Uh, Keenan Allen at receiver for Dan. Um, still a wide receiver one, currently ranked wide receiver 12 on the year. Has been sort of up and down, but that's kind of what you get with Keenan Allen. He has huge weeks back to back to back, and then he'll go quiet, and then he'll blow up again. I don't know if this will be that week for the Green Bay. Probably going to look to blanket him um, with their defense currently uh, with a number eight pass defense on the season. So could be a tough outing for Keenan Allen and not quite sure what to expect from Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton either. Again, Joe Flacco out at QB and putting in um, the rookie. We'll see how much he can get the ball to Sutton, who up to this point has been a very productive um, wide receiver, but could see a dip with a change of quarterback in Denver other side of the ball for Nick um you know Stefan Diggs has really um stepped up these past few weeks and likely will continue to do so for Minnesota again they'll need to put up numbers to keep up with Kansas City most likely Odell Beckham has been a bit of a disappointment uh in Cleveland like Cleveland uh Denver's Pats you know put up modest numbers last week against the Patriots you know which is a tough defense. Denver is actually ranked as the number one pass defense when New England's the number two. And then next week he has the number five in Buffalo. So a tough um, you know, three-game stretch for the Browns and for Beckham. So hope that he can get into the end zone once or twice you know, over those games to really help out Nick. But without that, it's going to be it's going to be tough to keep up. Maybe Ingram gets back into the lineup, but Baltimore's got a tough matchup against, uh, against New England, who's been you know, willing to stop. Uh, willing and able to stop everybody so far this year. So 
hard to make a call with so many missing pieces. So probably have to wait to Sunday to see what the final lineups look like to have a have a decision and who's going to come out of that matchup. But this is a matchup between a six and a seven seed, both guys four and four. So the winner um, is going to stay above that playoff line and the loser will, um, you know, be on the outside looking in. So a lot riding on that. Next up, one of the more lopsided uh, projection totals at the moment, again, due to um, not a full roster from Drew, but this is uh, Dana Price versus Drew. Um, Dana Price currently projected as the league top scorer at 152, which is a real high projection, even in this league where um, projections tend to come in a lot lower than what um, actual point totals end up being. But uh, Deshaun Watson up real high like last week um, projected to be one of the top finishing QBs I think he finished maybe in the top five uh, last week not quite the number one but still not a performance you were upset with and um, for Drew Gardner Minshew um, stepped back up into the limelight last week and could do the same this week against a Houston defense that is now without J.J. Uh, Watt who's out for the season with a torn pectoral muscle and I mean that same defense shipped out Jadavion Clowney to the to the Seahawks, so there is not much to be scared of from that pass defense, or sorry, the pass rush, pass rush in Houston anymore. So Minshew could have a lot of time um, to make those throws and really put up some points in Houston. Uh, the running backs, you got McCaffrey, you know, always stud for for Daniel Price and Frank Gore, who's a bit more um, of an uncertainty. Who's um, he's been steady um, for most of the season, but that was largely due to um, new rookie running back Devin Singletary being out on injury since Singletary came back. Um, Frank Gore's past two games, he's had his lowest touches of the season and lowest productivity of the season. So they could be looking to get the rookie a bit more involved and see what they got there. So I don't know how much work Frank Gore will be getting this week against Washington, but it could be, you know, a blowout game and they might just lean on the running game to where both backs get, um, equal touches and lots of touches, but I don't expect big, big numbers from Gore. Running backs on the other side is uh, Matt Breida for Drew, who has been uh, kind of plagued by injury most of his career since getting into the NFL. Uh, got tweaked up a bit last week and got pulled out in the blowout against the Panthers and didn't put up much uh, numbers, especially since Coleman's come back. He's really seemed to have taken over the lion's share role of that offense and has been a bit more productive. Then Brita and, um, you know, Shanahan's showing that he's going to just, you know, go with whichever running back he thinks is going to be, um, you know, the best for the team. He's not looking to have one guy do it all, but with what Tevin Coleman, Matt Brita, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostart, I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed. And if, um, if you're not a hundred percent, if you're not going to be able to help the team, then he's not going to, he's not going to be feeding you the ball. Other than Brita, he has Michelle it has been real hard to predict for the Patriots. Patriots have been winning, um, and not by leaning on the run game. He's been very consistent um, these past few weeks as far as his um, attempts, uh, past three games, 22 attempts, 19 attempts, 21 attempts. So he's getting what you what you can hope for as far as volume goes. You just got to wonder um, with all the options they have. Also at running back in New England, they have James White, who's um, the more of the pass catcher, and Rex Burkhead, who can pass catch and be plugged in as a goal line back. It's just – this will be their toughest matchup since week one against Pittsburgh uh, in Baltimore, who's going to be the number seven uh, rush defense on the year. And week one was a lifetime ago, but in that matchup, uh, Michelle got 15 attempts and only got 14 yards. So might be uh, a little bit tougher than the past few games they've had to play for him. So, I mean, 
McCaffrey makes uh, the running back uh, edge definitely to to Price. Uh, as far as receiver goes, it might be a bit more competitive. Um, Amari Cooper, top projected receiver between the two teams for Daniel Price, uh, paired with TK, DK Metcalf, who did get a couple of scores last week, but that was about all it was. It was two scores for 13, 14 yards and maybe three catches. So thought you might get a few long balls to him against Atlanta. He got the scores, but not the yards. Uh, and playing Tampa Bay, who has been surprisingly good against the run, they'll likely be leaning on the pass. So this could be the game that he gets those those long ball touchdowns that um, they've been putting up to him so far this this year and hasn't quite been coming down with. And on the other side for Drew, uh, new piece Emmanuel Sanders um, for the 49ers got a touchdown in his first game with them. And again, not much else, not much yardage to speak of in that game, but he was on the field for – 80-something um, percent of the snaps. And um, up to this point in the season, their number one receiver, Dante Pettis, had been on the – the most he had seen was about 60% of snaps. So in game one, um, Sanders is already looking to be involved in this offense, and Shanahan really wants him out there, and they're going to probably start feeding him the ball more and more, especially when when necessary. But so far they've been able to get it done on the run, but they'll likely keep uh, looking to ramp up the um, – the passing volume now that they have their their clear-cut number one in Sanders. And uh, last one, Tyreek Hill against Minnesota. Minnesota does have a good um, shutdown corner in um, Rhodes, but um, overall ranked uh, 23rd best pass defense in the league, which is not scary at all. Um, every game, Hill's always a threat to get that long ball, even if it's not Mahomes. He's a speedster. He can catch one just in the flat and turn it upfield, and no one's going to catch him if he can get into open space. So always dangerous, always capable of taking one to the house. But even with um, the pieces currently missing for Drew, uh, no tight end, no defense. Uh, looks like no defense on the bench to plug in with the Rams on by, so he'll have to make a move there. Dropping somebody, we will see. But um, currently has Sanu plugged into the flex spot. You know, you want to have pieces of a winning team in the Patriots, but I still don't know how much volume, how much work Sanu's really going to be getting. I mean, you got to like Terry McLaurin, even against Buffalo, a little bit more. I mean, projected at 18 points. He's been the deep threat. He's been one of the best offensive pieces on that team. And Sanu's definitely not that for the Patriots. So I would I would lean McLaurin as a, as a starter in that flex spot over um, Sanu myself. But... That's just me. But even with the changes or the additions Drew needs to make, um, Dana Price has, you know, a stud team, and it's going to be hard for um, anyone to come out victorious against him if even half his players um, put up what they're capable of. So got to lean Dan Price in that matchup. Next up is Zachy versus uh, Chase, much closer in the projections. Uh, Chase currently favored by about six. <clears throat> with um, – the Cowboys back off by. Zach has got a decision to make at quarterback. He can either start Rodgers, who's been red hot these past few weeks, or he can go back to Prescott, who have been, you know, just as um just as productive leading up to the bye week. So tough call there. Either way you go, if you pick wrong, you know, how could you have done otherwise? I mean it's kinda like you can't go wrong with either, but you pick one and he throws up a stinker and you're gonna be looking at a lot of points on your bench more than likely. So a good problem to have, but a problem nonetheless. Uh, still showing Adrian Peterson in the starting role for Washington. Again, Geis is still on the injured reserve, so not back yet with offensive tackle. <coughs> Trent Williams uh, returning. Uh, Peterson could see increased productivity on the ground. Um, held out of practice on Wednesday, mostly just due to a rest day, him being older. Not uncommon to see the older guys getting 
uh, that Wednesday, uh, Wednesday off of practice. And for Chase, Carlos Hyde been having a very quiet yet productive season. Currently um, running back 24 on the year. He's not blowing up. He's not putting up huge numbers, but he's been consistent, um, looking like covering right around 20 touches uh, a game for majority of his games. So it's about as safe as you can get um, there in the running back position, which is something that you definitely want. And then uh, with Barkley back from uh, from injury, Saquon Barkley, you know, you got a potential, you know, number one guy there hoping to start getting back on track and putting up those numbers that we were seeing from him last year. In receivers, um, you know, you got two um, real number ones on a team, Julian Edelman for the Patriots, clear-cut number one, and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, clear-cut number one for Pittsburgh, though um, one's been doing a bit better than the other. Uh, Edelman, the number nine receiver on the year and Juju up to 27 after having, you know, um, some good weeks these past few weeks after, um, a few stinkers, uh, before that, but, uh, other receivers, Marvin Jones, who we saw two weeks ago, capable of going off at any point in time with touchdowns and, uh, Chris Godwin coming back from by for Tampa Bay, um, call him the one, a call him the one B in Tampa Bay, him and Mike Evans have really been a one, two punch, uh, down there with no running game to speak of. It's all getting done through the air and Godwin's been a big part of that. Real interesting matchup in, uh, at tight end for these two uh, coming in from last year. Uh, George Kittle was, you know, the number one tight end on the year, and he drafted him to be such this year. He's been good. He hasn't quite been the runaway clear cut. He's number six currently, whereas on the other side of the ball was a um, waiver pickup for Zachy, currently tight end three, Darren Waller. You know, been really getting it done in in Oakland because it's been it's been needed. They've been behind in a lot of the games, been needing the pass, been needing to catch up, and Darren Waller's been a big part of that. So Kittle's still projected above him, but in this matchup I wouldn't be surprised um, you know, if Waller ends up being the more successful tight end, though Sear has you know, Arizona is worse against tight end. And San Francisco has not played Arizona yet. They'll get them two times in the next three weeks. So if there's a big game from Kittle to um, this Sunday, then there could be another big game not too far behind it. Looks like both teams still in need of kickers. Chase has a uh, number one kicker, Greg Zerline, on bye, and no one on the bench to plug in a spot. So someone's going to have to to hit the waiver wire, probably Antonio Brown. You know, Chase holding out hope maybe he would, you know, land on a team and he'd have a number one guy ready to go, but doesn't look like it's going to happen. Haven't heard any sort of news about anyone being interested. And so it might be time to cut bait with um, Antonio Brown and get a backup kicker. Cause you probably don't want to let the number one uh, go to the waiver wire. Cause he'll get snatched up in a hurry. And for Zachy, the sad story, Matt Bryant getting cut by Atlanta after um, two missed field goals this past week. Granted, they were both like right at there, that 50 yard mark, tough kicks to make, but uh, if they had been made, then Atlanta might have walked out of that game um, with a win. So hard to hard to keep someone on the roster if they're not going to help you win, which is what they need, unless we're in tank mode and they just want to keep losing and get a good draft pick and try to get ready for next year. So both teams in need of a kicker. Um, I don't know. Matchups are real toss-up. I think I like the opportunity uh, for some of Zachy's players uh, to really blow up in their in their contest and um, pull off the bit of the upset against Chase, even though he is the higher-ranked team. Uh, Zachy four in the league, Chase ten in the league. So Chase favored. Who do you want to call uh, in an upset, depending on who wins? But I think Zachy can come out ahead in this game, you know, with the right kicker pickup, and um, if some of his players really turn in the performance that he's going to need from them. Next up. Uh, we have 
Randall versus Rob. It's an 11 versus a two seed right now. Rob dropped to number two uh, despite winning last week. And um, like Daniel Price, he's got, you you know, a real solid team all the way around. He's got the two, you know, two of the top three running backs. Again, I put a lot of stock in running back success. And with um, having those two working, it's hard to have anything but confidence going into your matchup. And you have Russell Wilson uh, going up against Tampa Bay, who's great at stopping the run. So they might need him to throw a bit more than he usually does. Uh, set to have a big week, projected at 28, which is right up there with uh, Deshaun Watson as one of the top scorers of the week, potentially. Kirk Cousins looking to get back on track after a bit of a down game last week against Washington. Uh, playing Kansas City, he's been susceptible through the air, capable of putting up points, so he might be looking to keep pace with them or keep putting distance between them if they go up in that game. The interesting thing that's going to be to see in uh, this one is Melvin Gordon for the Chargers because the Chargers have uh, recently released um, their offensive coordinator, Ken Wisenhunt, I believe. A lot of people are speculating is because they were not giving Melvin Gordon or he was not giving Melvin Gordon the ball as much as they want. You know, he's their guy. He's their number one. And they want him to be featured, and he was not being um, given that opportunity. So not really sure what to expect. Coming into that game, Melvin Gordon could see his numbers go up or they could go away from him entirely and go back to Eckler, who was getting it done before he got there. So a bit of a mystery what we're going to see on Sunday um, from that backfield. Could be good, could be bad for Randall, depending. Um, The receiver battle will likely be a bit more competitive than the running back battle with T.Y. Hilton and DeAndre Hopkins for Randall going against Ty Lockett and uh, right now Christian Kirk. For, for Rob, again, he has that one-two punch with Wilson to Lockett that's been helping him all year and likely will continue to do so. Lockett just capable of getting open anywhere on the field and just seeming to appear under the ball whenever Wilson puts one up. So if Wilson's going to have a big day, it's probably going to be through Lockett. And that's what they're anticipating in Tampa Bay. So further down, um, lopsided uh, in favor of Randall at the tight end position with Kelsey going up against Darren Fells for Rob. Uh, Fells has been the definition of a peak and valley uh, tight end. You know, he's had multiple games now with two touchdowns, and he's had multiple games of uh, two points. So you really don't know what you're going to get on any given week from Fells, but if it's going to be a big week, it's going to be a real big week like last week, 26 points. Really helped Rob um, help Rob get to that highest point total of the week. We'll see what we get this week against uh, Jacksonville. And in that coveted flex position, uh, it's uh, flopped back the other way. Tariq Cohen projected below 10 points for Randall. And uh, DJ Chark for Jacksonville projected real high. Um, Jacksonville lost Marquise Lee receiver to injury. So that's on more targets. Going to look to go Sharks way, who has been getting a lot of volume. Currently wide receiver eight on the year, surprisingly, with you know Minshew coming in and being hyperproductive at the quarterback with Nick Foles going down to injury early. Um, last week he saw his highest um, target share of the season, 12 targets uh, to Shark last week, and he only came down with six of them, you know, 50% reception, but still managed 79 and a touchdown. You got to think he was going to get that volume, get a little bit better ball for Minshew against, you know, Houston currently the last place defense against wide receivers. Could be a real, real nice outing for um, for DJ Shark in Jacksonville. Uh, Randall also in need of a kicker. Lutz currently on by. We'll need to plug someone into that role. But even with the help of um, a successful kicker, 
you got to think uh, Rob's going to come out on top um, in this matchup. I mean, it's a, you know, Randall struggled all year. His players haven't quite been there for him. Melvin Gordon specifically. Maybe look for um, a potential home run from a receiver uh, rather than like a Tariq Cohen running back in flex position. I know uh, Johnson for Pittsburgh um, came down with um, you know, a big score last week, 84 and a touchdown. Granted, he was playing Miami, so temporary expectations there if you need but if um if you need a big play to come out on top it's probably going to be from a receiver who's capable of busting you know one long pass rather than um a running back who's going to have to grind it out uh, against um you know a philadelphia defense that's really good against the run grant cohen's more of a pass catcher but still gotta think they're gonna have eyes on him knowing that that's how they're going to look to outlet uh trubisky if he's not able to get the ball downfield so Got to pick Rob uh, coming out of that matchup victorious. Last one was myself versus Mr. Mike Price. <clears throat> um, Mike with the other piece of the Los Angeles Chargers um, backfield. We will see what they decide to do with their new play caller uh, there. Eckler has been productive um, without Gordon, but maybe they want to give Gordon the ball, give him more touches. Again, I just you know, just talked about that. So we'll see what we get from Eckler. Meanwhile, um, Nick Chubb, one of the most consistent guys so far this season, taking on a susceptible Denver Denver rush defense. If he can get it done against New England, he can get it done against um, whoever. He's just got to try to hold on to that ball a little bit more. A couple of fumbles last week, but they continue to go to him. So they have faith in him to get that problem sorted out, and there's no real fear of anyone coming in just yet. Kareem Hunt has been cleared for practice. So if Chubb continues to put the ball on the ground, then maybe it turns into a bit of a timeshare if Hunt uh, shows capability in that backfield. But we'll have to wait and see what goes on goes on there. D.D. Westbrook, another piece of the receivers for Jacksonville. Again, Marquise Lee gone. Those targets have to go somewhere. And um, Westbrook's kind of turned it on the past few weeks. Well, not <clears throat> last week, only one uh, target. I did not see what the reason was for that. Maybe he got knocked out. Maybe he checked out with injury. But if he's back and if he's healthy, um, could be a big piece of that offense looking to put, put some points up against uh, Houston, who's not going to be much able to stop people now with J.J. Uh, Watt back on injury. Just looking at the pieces uh, for Mike, really, it seems self-serving to talk about my own team in a positive light because, I mean, what needs to be said? I'm number one. I'm winning. So, Y'all can look and see. It's getting done. But uh, this could be, you know, this could easily be an upset for Mike. The Stafford-Galladay combo showed out in force last week. Could be uh, in store for another one against um, a not-so-great Oakland defense this week. Gets Mark Andrews back after the bye at tight end. LaShawn McCoy has been, you know, the guy to have in the backfield in Kansas City. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of po- there's a lot of guys in this on Mike's roster that can really put up some points. So he does have the capability, you know, of the um, upset of myself, especially with my quarterback going up against, you know, the number one defense in New England. Granted, they haven't faced a quarterback like Lamar Jackson yet this season, but Bill Belichick is just notori- notorious, notoriously good at taking away an offense's be- best weapon, who for Baltimore it is Lamar Jackson. So we'll see how he looks to slow down. Uh, that quarterback on Sunday. But outside of that, hopefully uh, Devontae Adams comes back for Green Bay. Missed the past four, five weeks now with that toe injury. Uh, Pickup of uh, tight end Chris Herndon. Hopefully will be uh, finally active in uh, his first game for the Jets this season. 
and yeah, a lot could ride on those two players. Uh, James Conner currently not practicing after a bit of a shoulder injury last week. So we'll see if he's able to go on Sunday or not. But regardless of that, always picking myself, always betting herself to come out on top. And, um, you know, you've got to have the faith. But that is it for the matchups. Looks like we are doing okay on time. Um, try to get uh, – we'll get everyone's uh, timestamp matchup uh, in the info. So if you only got time to listen to yourself, look there. And um, well, you've already done that because this is the end of the episode at this point. But outside of that, I did not prepare – a German lesson this week. This one was a bit on the fly. Usually I spend Thursdays to prep and kind of put up a bit of a, an outline to stick to over the course of the episode. But coming to you a day early, this one's been a bit on the fly. So hopefully you all understand and I will look to do better next time. Best of luck to everyone in your week nine matchups. And uh, I'll see you in week 10. Be looking forward uh, to next week because next week, um, is uh, this year's Bipocalypse. Six teams on by next week. So look ahead, see what your rosters look like. You don't want to get caught needing to make a move uh, a bit too late and someone snatched up a guy that could have helped you get um, a much-needed win. So don't be afraid to look ahead, see what you got coming up next week, who you're not going to have and who you're going to need uh, to pick up and, and fill that spot. But best luck to everyone, and I will catch you all later.